Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. On this episode of the Behind the Mask podcast, we talk about the NIL name, image, and likeness. Yep, the student athletes are about to benefit, but we talk about why is it important. Number two, the pros and cons. Number three, what protections are governors that we can put in to make sure we stop the generational curse? That's right. And before we get into the episode, make sure you guys subscribe to the Behind the Mask podcast. Of course, you can watch us on YouTube or listen anywhere you get your podcast content. Follow us on social media at the BTM podcast as well. And remember, on the Behind the Mask podcast, there's only one rule. There are no rules. Shout out to Ed O'Bannon for starting the movement, baby, over 10 years ago. Let's go. Let's go behind the mask. If you know me, you know I don't often bet. But when I do, I go to bet online. July is a great month for sports. So if you're into sports betting, bet online is where you can find it. From the NBA and hockey playoffs to baseball's marquee matchups, including prop bets and futures, BetOnline has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sporting bet needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip-off, face-off, or pitch, head on over to BetOnline and start playing today. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. What's happening, my good people? Man, we are back with another episode of the BTM Podcast, and we got to talk about it. The NIL. What is the NIL? Name, image, and likeness to, I sure wish this rule was implemented, back when we were playing in college football. Man, listen, man. The NCAA just came out, and they said that student athletes can now benefit off of their name, image, and likeness. Now, I know coming from New York, going to Ole Miss, my, my name wasn't that big in the South. But you, you know, all-star, five-star recruit going to Auburn, you, you'd have made some bank in college if you didn't. I would have I made some <laughs> – hey, listen, settle down. Hey, relax. <laughs> I didn't – I abided by the rules. All right, for sure, for but, sure. But, no, what I will say is, you know, a lot of people really don't know, you know, what is it? Mm. And it's, it's – to me, it goes back to this is the biggest thing that the NCAA has done since the title. I want to say it was, what, Title IX? Title IX, yeah. Back yeah. in 1981, if I'm not mistaken, to where they brought on lady sports. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, for, for the catch everybody up, our viewers and our listeners, uh, the NIL is – Basically, what it does is it allows intercollegiate athletes to earn compensation for the use of her or his name, image and likeness, and prohibits post-secondary institutions from preventing athletes from earning money or goods. The schools schools themselves can't compensate athletes for their name, image, or likeness. And so, you know, when I see this overall, it's huge, bro, because for so many years... People are quick to say, well, you're going to school <laughs> to get an education and you're getting a free education. Yeah, that's your pay. That's your pay. But at the end of the day, you can't compare a student athlete versus an athlete. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's good to see the athletes are being able to reap what they truly deserve. Mm-hmm. And you go to school to learn how to be a better businessman. Regardless if you get an MBA, you go to school to become a subject matter expert. 
What this is simply doing is allowing the kids to get their first introduction of business. Yeah. And it's going to make them mindful of everything. So I'm 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 all for it. I, I love seeing the kids get the opportunity. Now things need to be in place. And I would like to think schools are going to put in place maybe programs or something like that to make sure that they're going about it the right way yeah. to where it doesn't become a distraction. Yeah, and I think when I think about it, I think back to what this name, image, and likeness mean. I think back to uh, Johnny Manziel a few years ago, Todd Gurley signing autographs before their um, uh, their bowl games. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and yeah, you, you have an opportunity with your jersey, you're and signing an autograph of your jersey, your family namesake that you've been grinding for years, and you can make some bank off it. And we all know, like, nine times out of ten, if you're not a, a second-generation uh, athlete, particularly in football, and we're talking about football a lot because right. football is the primary revenue generator for college collegiate sports, right? Yeah. So if you are the primary uh, person in your family that that can, can, can take that family out of a lesser situation, I won't even say poverty, but like a lesser situation, right? You have the opportunity, we both did, to be the first millionaires in our family. Sometimes the first college graduates in your family. Yeah. And you can benefit off that while in college. That's what you support. That's the American dream, ain't it? Yeah. That's, that's what it's it. about. And I think people are up in arms, oh, this is going to just, just destroy collegiate sports and, and you know amateur sports. Nah, because guess what? At the end of the day, the NCAA is a business. Yep. And after 115 years, they didn't just wake up and say, you know what, we want to do what's best for the student athletes in terms of putting some money in their pockets, letting them uh, be able to benefit off of their, their, their name, image, and likeness. No, they didn't do that. What happened was the NCA started falling behind. That's what I truly believe. Reason Preach I, on then. Preach the reason, on then, The reason brother. I say that, think of the timeline, right? So a few years ago, what happened in, in, in basketball? LeVar Ball came out with this uh, – the Junior Basketball League. Right. right? It didn't last that. long, but he came out with the Junior Basketball League to give uh, high school and junior college athletes an opportunity to play professional ball and make money without going to the NCAA. Right? Yep. The NBA had the G League. Kids can come from high school and go to the G League and actually make money off their name. You have a five-star recruit. You know you're going to go to college to the NCAA and be one and done. Yep. That one year, you still can't make any money for your family. Clearly, you're, you're the, the the superior athlete, you know, and you feel that that's the direct track to the profession, to the pros, to the league. But now the G League is like, yo, you know what? You don't even have to go to the NCAA. You can come here for Just one year get that and get that opportunity. Right. So all of these things are happening. And in my opinion, the NCAA is like, hold up. We're getting overlooked. So we have to make it attractive for all of these recruits to be able to say, you know what? I'll go back to school, even if it's for one year. And in that one year, I can still benefit off of my athletic, my God-given skill, and support my family. So if they can do that now, the NCAA is winning. Because now, guess what? We're an option again for all of these bigger recruits, and primarily in basketball. Yep. But football also, because the simple fact, you know, it takes two, three years if you're going to make it to the professional and, yep. and into the league in football or yep. if you go to CFL. So you still got that two, three years when, you know, your parents are struggling, your family's struggling. People, you know how it was in college, bro. We, we didn't know where the next meal was coming from sometime. Hey, listen, I, I became very familiar with the Hot Pockets. Like right. straight up. <laughs> like way too familiar. Vienna sausages and... They really call Vienna, but I call them Vienna. Vienna, yeah, man. But uh, the sausages, man. Listen, man. The which uh, rum? I, I I never would eat rum ramen noodles. Like I ain't. I, 
I just couldn't get down. I, I, with I it. didn't do it, but I, I think I told you this story before. The I used to get a dollar from like four or five players, and our meals. I would go to the store with a dollar. This is back in the nineties. <laughs> Tuna fish, you can get three cans for a dollar. Jiffy cornbread, you can get three boxes for a dollar. And French fries, you can get a bag for two dollars. So I would get four different guys, get like five, seven dollars, go to the store. That was a good ass dinner in college, man. Tuna fish, French Chef fries, too. and cornbread. That I bet your stomach was toe up too. Listen, man, but it but it just shows you the struggle that we go through. You yeah. know what I'm saying? As college athletes, everybody doesn't know that. And you know, people want to say, yeah, you're there for education, but yo, we gotta eat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you gotta eat. And it's the first introduction to business. Right. You know, I don't think anywhere else I saw one of the congressmen, I wanna say it was in South Carolina, he talked about there's nowhere else in the world to where you can look at what these student athletes are doing to bring in revenue. And you still continue to look at them as this is amateur sports. Yeah, yeah. You know, even when members from the school, they were making millions, sometimes hundreds of millions of dollars, whether or not if it came from the athletic director, the mm -hmm. head coaches, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all of this and that. So uh, it's definitely good. Some of the pros and cons when you look at it yeah. overall. What are some of the pros and cons that you think that comes out of this agreement? I think the first thing for, for all the student athletes, men, women, this is your name, right? Your name, your image, your likeness, right? Your name is something that's given by your parents, whatever that last name is. We think of, of, of the Mannings. That yep. name means something for generations now, right? Yep. Since before we were playing, it's still currently now, right? So if you can benefit off of your name, it's yours. You should have ownership in that. Why would mm -hmm. you sign away that ownership to someone else, even if you are an 18, 19, 20-year-old? And now you have these companies. What's, the, what's the, the biggest thing right now is social media, yep. right? Your TikToks, your Instagrams, your Twitters. And these kids may not be as good of athletes as they are influencers. A lot of them aren't. But they can still benefit from that because what are the companies doing? These companies are saying, okay, you have 20,000 followers in college. We're going to say if you post us or post an ad about us or mention us, we will compensate you for that. Yeah. And that is the business model today. We deal with it on a daily basis. On a daily basis. You know what I'm saying? We struggle with going back down to the youth because that's how the, the dynamic has changed over the years. So I think the way the world is changing uh, is benefiting these, these young student athletes and they have an opportunity to capitalize where they're at. Like businesses are, are meeting them where they're at right now. And to that point, to name a few guys, these are my heroes right now. I know plenty of other guys mm. are coming to the table, but you look at the quarterback at Wisconsin, Graham Mertz. He released a video on Twitter revealed that his his own he revealed his own personal logo. He can use that to trademark to sell his own line of clothing. Yeah. A red search sophomore passed for nine TDs, to your point, five interceptions last season. Mm, mm. You know, uh, you look at Jordan Bohannon out of Iowa. He also revealed he's going to do a clothing line with a trademark and made an appearance at a fireworks store and signed autographs for people who spent $10 or more. So this is creative ways to be able to, to get it done. Now, I'm going to tell you the guys who I really like rock with, though, bro. <laughs> Like, this is like some, some ball stuff. When you look at down at UM, De'Eric King and Mackenzie Milton, mm. 
they have created their own company, right? And so by them creating their own company, they're going to bring in other college athletes to handle their appearances. So they're going to be managing the appearances and setting the hardcore going rate for what they do. I appreciate that. Facts, facts. I do. I, I appreciate that. And whoever their advisors are, I appreciate them as of for right now, too. Mm. So the ability to take the entrepreneurship in your own hands, even while you're still playing, to understand and see how the waterfall goes yeah. or how it should go. Facts, facts. And that's what it's going to be. Like after your, let's say, four years in college or whatever, it might be five if you redshirt. That's how your life is going to be. So you're getting a head start. This is something tangible that you can use after you play, whether you make it to the pros or not. You still have an opportunity to learn about business because they're not teaching that in school. Yep. They're not teaching that in class, right? So so chances are if you don't make it to be a professional, now you have real life skills going into the marketplace. So you know how how business deals are done. I think of I think of we talking about the Mannings, I think of Arch Manning, the youngest, you know, yeah. prototype man. He's only, I've been hearing some crazy listen, stuff about that, bro. Listen, man, he's only about to be a junior in high school, but people are projecting him to be able to make, to earn $10 million Ooh. as a freshman in college. Why? Because of that last name on the back of his jersey. And guess what? All the, all the colleges, the top five power five conferences that are recruiting this man, young man right now, they know that. Why? Because they're going to have jersey sales. They're going to have ticket sales to see the next Manning in the stadium playing, throwing yep. touchdowns. They know that. So now the difference is the kids know that too. And the NCAA, NCAA they, they, they buckled down and they gave the kids the opportunity to make bread. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy for them. The messed up part, what comes with it, and we know it because you always hear about the players that, 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 that go broke when they get to the league right, or don't right. manage, mismanage their, their money and everything. So the cons of it is the sharks are going to be lurking. And at 17, 18, you're not ready for that yet. So you're going to have the the financial advisors, the people, the lawyers, the family members, the uncles that say, oh, hey, I can manage your money for you, that bring you a bad deal. How many deals do we see weekly that we turn down? A lot, uh, over 100 at that a we minimum? we turn down. So at a how, minimum. If you, if you got a kid that's sitting there like, okay, I can make an extra five grand, you think a kid going to turn down five grand when he never had five grand in his life? So now you have to have, make sure that what I would like to see is that the schools in the NCAA also have some sort of financial literacy class or, or some sort of way to teach kids how or money management, how to manage their money. Yeah. Because they never had this type of bread before. Yeah. Chances are the parents ain't had this type of bread before. And which, and which they don't necessarily teach that when, yeah. you go to, when you go to school. Bring in real life case studies. Facts. Bring in Behind the Mask podcast, BTM you know. Media. Yeah. So we could talk about that thing, but um, I, I tell you something else that it opens up, and you talked about the pros that just talked about a con. ATT, America Top Team, they signed on and came out and said they're committed to giving six grand for every player mm. on the University of Miami, the Hurricanes, the on U, scholarship, really. on scholarship in an NIL deal. Six grand, bro. So when you see this, I, I think what it really does is it brings in a lot of community business, mm -hmm. people who are local. It also brings a lot of vested interest from an NIL deal. Maybe it's a deal that a, a company is doing with the school. And yeah. then they turn around and say, you know what? These are some you know ancillary deals. Yeah. 
that we can be able to pass yeah. on to the to the players. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. it just creates a lot, man. I really appreciate the opportunity that the kids have now. But like you said, it gotta be something has to be in place. Yeah to kind of screen out a lot of things so you still can con- remain that brand mm-hmm. and stay relevant by doing what you do on the football field, softball field, basketball, Track, whatever, whatever yeah. so you can be and still hold that high ranking. Yeah, the, hard, the hardest part, man, I think back to when we, we were college and people said, what would you have done if you would have got this type of money? I'm like, back then I would have bought video games and CDs and sneakers. You know what I mean? So a lot of these kids think the same way. But you have to change that mindset Set. moving forward and empower them on, yeah, you, you're getting this money. How do you keep the money? Yep. And you talk about it all the time. You know what I'm saying? How do you, how do you keep the money? And, and one of your sayings that I, I hate, but I love the fact that I hate it because I got to love it. You don't know what you don't know. Yep. So, so how do we change that narrative, change that mindset to make sure these kids aren't like just blowing the money that they have. Cause at the end of the day, if you get 10 grand, 15 grand, 20 grand, whatever it is. And at the end of the year, you have nothing. You in the same place, same place. So how, so that's my thing. Like, how do we change that narrative? I, I think we can change that narrative by, um, creating, it needs to be part of the curriculum. Mm-hmm. I think now when you look at every major college across America, Opting in for the NIL, you have to change your curriculum and make sure, am I preparing these kids to be able to go to the next level and be um, sustainable after they get out of college, to be able to make the wise choices after they get out of college? And it doesn't mean that you're not going to spend money. Like, we, we get it. Like, we all came from, the majority of us all came from poverty. So with that being said, you're going to do things that will allow you to have fun, get out. But what you need to learn at the end of the day is the definition of balling is how old can you be and still, still do the same there. thing? Yeah. How can you still live the same lifestyle? Like uh, I sit here today, I'm proud to say, like I can still do some of the same things mm-hmm. that I did when I was playing. And a lot of that was due to the fact that I realized I didn't know what I didn't know which made me in some form or fashion, depending on what field, I was a menace to society. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So <laughs> I, I, I just said, you know what I'm going to do? Let me go find somebody who looks like they're doing it better or who is smarter than me because they had more exposure. And then that'll catch up the gap. That'll yeah. bridge the gap. And I encourage all of the student athletes to do the same thing. Yeah, man. You got to have a game plan for it, right? Yeah. Definitely got to have a game plan. And... um. We always say know your personnel. So it'll take some time, but you got to know your personnel. Make sure the person that's in your corner is in there for the right reasons and for the long haul. Because guess what? It's just we've had it. We've had people that have attached themselves to us because of the lifestyle. And we say, well, I say all the time it's part of the lifestyle, right? But you have to know your personnel. (laughs) You legit got to know your personnel, know who who you're dealing with. And, 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 and vet them. Do your due diligence. Check them out. Make sure that the people that are attracted to you, not just because you're uh, a collegiate athlete and have an opportunity to make money three or four years down the road, now you have an opportunity to make money right away. Yep. So guess what? People are going to want a piece of that pie, man. And I, I still believe it's the right thing for the NCAA to do. I do think they did it for their own personal reasons, not just for the student athletes, but I'm happy for the student athletes 
Because Lord knows if I would have had that type of bread in college, bro. What you would have did with it? Man, listen, man. I would have had all sorts of... I had a 91 Mitsubishi Galant. Yo, I called it the Lambo because it was white. <laughs> <laughs> Ask anybody about the Lambo. They know about the Lambo, bro. Anybody from Ole Miss. I drove that joint from New York to Mississippi and back. I only made it on one and a half trips. After that, it ain't make it. Come that on it. Oh, yeah. They gave out. But I would have had, man, I would have had cars and jewelry. You name it, man. But that's not, that's not what you're supposed to do. And yeah. again, as a 17, 18, 9-year-old, 19-year-old, that's the mindset. Yeah, but and 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 understand I, and we say that, you know, not saying it's supposed to be, but we say it just simply I you can never change unless if you're aware. Right. Awareness is the beginning of change. And so I, I remember for me, just to, you know, to meet you halfway, if I would have got a deal like what they're getting today, like, bro, I it was hard for me to find shoes. I wore 15. <laughs> I remember, like, even in college, my mama still buying me them big-ass white Nikes, dog. Them, like, that's when Air Force Ones, they looked, like, super big yeah, back then. Yeah, yeah, And so I was like, man, these the same shoes I got in August, man. So I would have went out and bought, found a way to buy me, like, some legit shoes. I didn't get a pair of Jordans, dog, until I got... Into the, the league. league, yeah, same, same. I'm to like right. well into the league. That was my first time, so I would have did you know some of the things that needed. I would definitely would have had the gear. The gear would have yeah. been nice instead of shopping all the time on that same cheap budget, minimal budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. It, it, it has to be a way though. And like I said, I applaud. I do applaud the NCAA for finally making that change. The the onus is on the parents first of all, right? The parents and the families not to get not to see that first check and be like, oh, what can I do with it? What can I catch up on? Like, you know, the mindset that we had. Right. Now, how, like you said, how can I make this last? Because if some of these parents, we see it all the time on signing day, when, when guys are going to signing day, the, some of the parents are upset that they're going to certain schools. Yep. If, if, if when I got to college, I was 17. So if at 17, you can't sign certain documents because you're not, you're still a minor. Right. So if you got a 17-year-old going into college and you got a parent that's overzealous and wants to do what they want to do with the money because they're your legal guardian, they can blow that. You know what I'm saying? So so many different dynamics to it. And I said the, 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 the responsibility is on the parents to do their research and to make sure that this money that is coming in from your child or your, your, you know, your grandchild, nephew, whatever it might be, niece, what have you, that they're doing the right things with it. And if not, then we're going to keep the same generational curse that a lot of us have had over the years. And I think that's one of the, 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 the scariest things about it. Yeah. And like you said, people, you can call it a generational curse, but when you know better, you do better. Facts. Like it doesn't take much effort to be that hometown legends on the same street corner and talk about how good it used to be. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like you don't have to do nothing Back to in do the that. Days, yeah. yeah. Like, so if my message to all of the student athletes, man, is good. Congratulations. Take it. Go buy some video games. You do what you do. But however, make sure you keep somebody in your corner who has a good idea of finances and understanding sustainability. Mm -hmm. Because if you get that and you put yourself on a budget and it does not a budget does not mean you can't get what you want. It means you can't get everything what you want when you want it. Right. So 
You do that, and I promise you we'll set you up for the next stage in life, whether or not if you're lucky enough to be the professional athlete or if you be a professional in the work world. Facts. Be your own professional in your own type of way. So that's my message to you guys from the BTM podcast. It is. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.